Matt from the Man Cave. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching with your daily devotion for April. So you want to see the heat? You want the old number one, do you? Oh my goodness, it was there, man. It was there. That's crazy. Hey, today we're going to be talking about what? Ten virgins. And all the men in the man cave said, yeah! Yeah, that was a test and you failed it, man. I know where your heart is. Hey, today we're going to be in Matthew 25, okay? And we're, we're looking at a parable that Jesus told about ten virgins. Now, before we read the story, let me just say this. What it's talking about is ten individuals, okay? Now, when we think about a virgin, what we're thinking about is a woman that hasn't been part of the world, who hasn't slept around, okay? She's a virgin. We oftentimes think, I mean, she's clean cut. She's pure, okay? That's why it's using this parable. That's why Jesus is using it. He's talking about 10 people, okay, who are chaste, meaning this. They haven't given themselves over to a bunch of garbage in the world. But yet, that's not enough to get them to heaven. Because a lot of times, think if I, a lot of people think of this, uh, my good will outweigh my bad, or if I'm a good person, okay? And Jesus is addressing it. That's why he's talking about 10 virgins, 10 people who haven't indulged in the things of the world. Because one of the things that people like the most in this world is what? It is sex, okay? And so for a person to actually hold out until they get married, we think, oh my goodness, that's totally awesome, really? Here, let's start with verse 1. It says this, At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Watch this. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. Verse 5. The bridegroom was a long time in coming and they all became drowsy. They all fell asleep. Verse 6. At midnight, a cry rang out. Here's the bridegroom. Let's come out and meet him. Yeah, he's coming. He's coming. Awesome. And he is coming, folks. Verse 7. Then all the virgins, watch, all ten, woke up, trimmed the wicks of their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, watch this. The foolish ones said to the wise, give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied. There may not be enough for us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourself. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready Friends, listen to this. <laughs> I'm not going to go into a big spiel. Listen to this. <laughs> the virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet. The door was shut. Later, the others also came. Lord, Lord. That's not good. They said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly I say to you, I don't know you. Oh my goodness. And what is this story talking about, friends? It's talking about this. Those who are truly saved, those who are born again, those who actually have a living relationship with Almighty God and His Son, Jesus Christ, okay? And those who are what the world would call chaff. They've made a profession, okay? But they're professors and not possessors, okay? Now watch this in the story. The ten virgins, okay, they have these lamps, okay? Real lamps, like, like flashlights. But back in there, it's like a candle, okay? A lamp would have a wick and it would have oil in it, okay? So all ten virgins have this in common. They're all virgins, okay? Meaning this, they're living a pretty decent life right up front, okay? So, you know, when we think of a virgin, again, we're thinking about a person who hasn't been in the world system, who's not sleeping around, okay, who's 
really keeping herself for who? Her husband. Why? Because that's what God's word says to do, okay? And so the, the virgins are all the same in that they're virgins. So it's not, this story is not based, watch this, on works. My good will outweigh my bad. They're all virgins, okay? So God's given us the benefit of the doubt. The second thing that in the story that is alike is the lamps. They're all equal. They all look the same, okay? Again, the wheat and the chaff, the sheep and the goats. When, when a person's sitting next to you in church, just because they're in church doesn't mean they're saved. But God's word says don't judge that person. He is the one who separates them, okay? You're not to separate them. You're not to judge, okay? What are you to be? You're to be a Christian. You're to be salt and light. You're to allow the Holy Spirit to flow in and through you. Regardless of how they act, you react correctly, okay? Because we run into some characters out there, don't we? That's a whole nother devotion. Matt, breathe in, breathe out. <gasps> Feel better, okay? And so the wicks are the same, the lamps are the same. So what's the difference? Watch this very carefully in the story. This is a story that Jesus told. This is a parable he told. So where's the difference between the ten virgins, okay? They all have lamps, they all have wicks. It's the oil, okay? Five had oil, five did not. Five were wise. See, the wise ones were the ones that had oil. The other five had no oil. They were not wise. What is the oil represent? It represents this, the Holy Spirit. What does it represent? It represents being born again. God in this, in this parable is saying, those who aren't born again, no matter how good they are, okay, no matter what they do in this life, it doesn't matter, okay? If they don't have the oil, if they aren't born again Christians, okay, they're not going. That's why this story is so totally awesome because God is just saying, he, he, he's basically cutting out the argument right up front. Let's say they're all ten virgins, which they're not. But they, in the story, they're ten virgins. They, they're not of the world. They're, they're living a life that's pleasing, okay? But watch this very carefully. What's really funny in the story is they all fell asleep. They're all, they're, they're all napping, waiting, meaning this. Even the, even the wise ones, they got tired. It's sometimes hard waiting for our Lord, okay? He, God says this, do not grow weary of doing good. And a lot of times Sometimes people think, well, doing good, that's because I'm working my way to salvation. No, doing good is the result of you being born again. God has given you a new heart, and the result of that is you're changed. The Holy Spirit is living in you, and here's the thing. That's the life that you're living, okay? And the proof of it is the fruit of the Spirit, okay? Okay, the love, the joy, the peace, the long-suffering, the patience, the tenderness, the gentleness. All those things are a result, meaning you're an ambassador of Jesus Christ. You're an ambassador of God's love. And Paul the Apostle says in Romans chapter 8, verse 9, and I think this is so interesting. He says, now, if anyone one does not have the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. That's the thing that the five foolish virgins didn't have. They didn't have a relationship with God that was real, meaning they weren't born again. They didn't have the spirit of living God. They didn't have the oil, okay, that bomb applied to their head, applied to their life, okay? Everything can be faked. Friends, watch this. I love this because it's so true. Everything in this story, God's basically saying this. Jesus is sharing this parable. It can all be faked. I, I, I'm telling you, so many people in church are actors and actresses. God is looking at the heart. He's not looking at, you know what I'm saying? He's looking at who you truly are. And I, I remember being at a church sometime back, okay? And this guy says, I don't think it's necessary to be born again. Well, that's true. To live in life, it's not necessary. But it is necessary to go to heaven. I mean, here's the thing. To live in this life, there's lots of people who aren't born again. There's lots of people who are in churches that aren't saved. They're lost as the day is long. And meaning, here's the thing. If you hang around a person long enough, what is on the inside eventually seeps out. And you can see who they truly are, okay? Are we to judge that person? No. But that's the fruit of the flesh. That's what God said. Friends, God's not fooling around. The five no. foolish virgins were foolish because they didn't think it was necessary to be born again. They didn't think it was necessary to have oil.
oil in their lamp, okay? They didn't. And so when they cry out, you know, after it's all said and done and the door is shut, let me just put a word in about that. Once the door is shut, it's shut. Meaning if you die without Jesus Christ, and here's the thing, you die, okay, having added unto Christianity, meaning you were a part of something else other than this exclusively, you're lost. Watch this. You've excluded yourself. You've taken your name away. Okay, you'll end up opening your eyes like the rich man and Lazarus in that story. And he opens his eyes in torment. And there's so many, here's the thing. Nobody lives this life thinking, hey, at the end of my life, I'm going to burn in hell. Man, no. Some people, they tell, they tell themselves there is no hell. Other people say they're okay. And friends, that's just not the case. Go to my playlist, uh, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. It's under, okay, the subtopic of what? Hell, okay? In my categories. Go there. Listen to that text. It's one of those powerful sermons. If I had to pick one sermon, that even it's not even done by me, okay? It's just the audio of a, snippets of Jonathan Edwards talking about hell. And so many people, no one in this life is thinking, I'm going to hell. They think they have an arrangement. The Bible says they think they have an arrangement with death. But God says, no, you don't. That is void. You will go where you've chosen to go by your decisions and choices. When we don't choose exclusively Jesus Christ, Lord, Savior, Master, Owner, and nothing else, that's where we're going. We're going to hell. But let's go back to our text, okay? These ladies, they're banging on the door. Can you imagine? I mean, you've been left behind. And so you're crying out to God, 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 Lord, Lord, I thought I was saved. I thought I was saved. And he says this, I never knew you. And so where that comes from is Matthew 7, 21. And listen to this. I just think this is the most scary. If there's a scary verse in the whole Bible, this is it out of the entire Bible. And I know Revelation. I've been teaching on Revelation. I don't think it's scarier than this. It says this. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from you, worker of iniquity. Meaning this, they chose an ulterior way of God. They chose another way. They made an arrangement. They said, I'm going to join. I'm going to be a part of this group here, and I'm going to be okay, and I'll dabble in this. God, God, God's never going to share his glory. Friends, listen to me. God will never, ever share his glory. Just that fact alone, is, that means you've added yourself to this, meaning you've taken yourself out of Christianity. You can say whatever you want. You can profess whatever you want. You being a member of this over here excludes you from Christ. It just absolutely takes you out. That's what the five foolish versions didn't understand. Friends, let's go back to our story, okay? The five wise versions, what happened to them, okay? In the story, they were raptured. God came back for his church, okay? Not the church building, not all the people in the church, those who had a personal relationship with him that were born again, that were Christians, who were living in the way and on the narrow path. They went to heaven, okay? Okay, this is the only time you have the choice, okay, to make Jesus Lord, Savior, Master, owner of your life and lead, live a life for him. This is it. Okay, once you die, there, there's no purgatory. Friends, that, that is a lie from the pit of hell. There is no suffering off your sins, okay? There is, but it's for eternity. You never get out. It's not purgatory. It's just called plain old hell. And then hell and death is thrown into the lake of fire, okay? These are Jesus's words, okay? And so what do you need to do, okay? You need to examine your relationship with God. Is it real? Have I added anything unto my relationship? Am I depending on something else to get me there? Is, is my theology correct? Is this it? Is Jesus 
Jesus is. Well, let me ask you this. Is Jesus not enough? So friends, we're all going to give an account for our lives. Okay, for the Christians, it's called the Bema Seat Judgment. Okay, and that's a reward ceremony. And they think that's the same time as the marriage supper of the Lamb. Okay, so during that time, during that seven-year pro- period, okay, where the world's being chaotically destroyed, okay, through the judgments of God in the book of Revelation. But here's the thing. There is the great white throne judgment. And here's the thing. God's go- you're going to be standing before God. And, and here's the thing. He's going to open the books. And the books will record all the things that you thought were going to get you to heaven. That's what the books are. It's your work. See, in the book, there's just your name written. There's no works at all. See, that's the Lamb's book of life, okay? But the other is called the books. There is the singular book, okay, which is the Lamb's book of life, which your name is in if you're born again and you're a Christian, okay? But there's the books. And here's the thing. God's going to, he's going to examine your works, okay? But here's the thing. One sin. When he opens those books, if you've sinned one time, you go to hell. I mean, it doesn't matter how much good you've done. Those are the books. That's your life. That's what you're holding out for, right? I mean, here's the thing. Because I, I, I don't, all my works are filthy rags. That's what the Word of God says. There's none righteous, no, not one. There's none that understand God. There's none that seek God. They've all gone out of the way. Their mouth is an open sepulcher. I mean, I, they're a whitewashed tomb. They're a grave. That's what Jesus said to the Pharisees. Okay, you know, you have intellectual knowledge about God. You have an understanding of God, but you don't know God. Because if you knew God, you would know me. You would know who's speaking to you. And you would understand the people that I sent across your path, who they represent who they are. You would see the anointing and the spirit and you'd see the cloak of Elijah upon their lives, okay? And But they rejected that and so the books are open and they're falling short of the glory of God and what happens? Angels grab them and they throw them into the pit of fire and you know what the Bible says? There is weeping. See, once you're in that line, you have full understanding because you're in eternity. You understand you're in eternity and here's the thing, all knowledge is there. You have full recollecting knowledge, meaning this, everything is known to you, okay? You realize where you're going. It's just a matter of before you get to the front of the line. Okay? How scary is that? Why? Because you denied Jesus Christ. You denied the way that Jesus chose. God's not stupid. A lot of people think he's stupid, so they want to add unto the gospel. They want to add this, or this, or this, or this. Work theology, which is the stupidest thing. Or they want to be a part of this group over here, thinking I'm okay. We're going to do all these things. Friends, here's the thing. I don't want any of that. I don't want any of that. You know what I want? I want Jesus. Why isn't Jesus good enough? I wonder if God was to ask you, why wasn't my son's blood, my blood, good enough for you, that you had to add unto it, okay? And here's the thing. You have no oil. You don't have the Spirit of God. Okay? But let me, I know you're like, Matt, you're getting kind of negative on the lost people. I know, I know. But listen, listen. What about the Christians? Friends, you are going to live eternity in bliss. Okay? Paul the Apostle went to heaven. He says, and he's a theologian. He's a pastor. Okay? He's a speaker. He's a talker. He couldn't even describe how beautiful it was and how totally awesome it was. He was silent when he came back to earth. There was no word. He said this. There are no words to explain how totally awesome it is. The best things that you experience here are nothing compared to heaven. Okay? There is not a person who ever left earth and went to heaven who said, oh man, it's not like that. It is the best of the best of the best. It is beyond your imagination. Okay? You can't compare it. Matt, what are you saying I need to do? I want you to be wise. And a wise person gives their whole life and their whole heart to Jesus Christ and lives for him in the light that he shows them, okay? Being led by the Spirit of the living God, enjoying all that he has on the journey, not the destination. God takes care of the destination. You enjoy the journey. You enjoy obedience to God and the provisions and the blessings that come from a life that's serving the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hey, I hope this helped you out. Hey, this is Matt from the Man Cave.